Antique. And I'm Hannah Hampton, and you're listening to HR After Hours. Well, grind my beans and call me Joe. Hannah <laughs> Hampton, how the hell are you today? I am good. Oh, your intros always make me laugh. How are you doing today? Oh, I am Farmer Scott. I'm outstanding in my field today. I'm having a <laughs> great time loving life. So let's talk about our weekends. I know that you tried something new this weekend. Oh wink, my- wink, nudge, nudge. Let's hear about it. <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, I am a new, I don't want to say new, but I've newly gotten into yoga. Uh, it's something that I've wanted to try. And so I, I've, I've tried a ver- various classes. So this weekend I signed up for a aerial or un- <laughs> aerial yoga class. So this is where they take uh, silk, almost hammocks. It's these silk hammocks that hang from a ceiling. And Ooh, you- I mean, Ty, <laughs> silk thing hanging from the ceiling, go on. Yes, and you do, my understanding was like you do poses and whatnot using the silk hammock. However, the class I signed up for, which was an intro or beginner to intermediate class, I would say it was more aerial Pilates and cardio because it kicked my butt. I have to say I'm sore everywhere today. I did this yesterday, but I really, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I got a good sweat on and I would say I definitely would do it again. I I went into it with these expectations of relaxation, stretching, you know, kind of a uh, beginner's yoga type of a class, but it kicked my butt, but I my butt needs kicking sometimes. So it was really great, and but I would definitely do it again, and I, I recommend it. So you should give it a try at some point. No, thank you. <laughs> no, I, that is one of those things that it's just like when you see the gymnast using the rings or mm-hmm. the uneven bars that you look at it and you're like, oh, that doesn't look so tough. And then just even getting up, like trying to oh, hold yeah. yourself straight up on the rings is so much work and requires so much uh, arm and upper body strength that a lot of people don't realize how hard that is. And yeah. um, I definitely don't think that yeah. I would be very good at that at all. But I'm looking forward to the Cirque du Soleil HR edition featuring <laughs> Hannah Hampton coming to a Vegas casino and hotel near you. I think I need to take about uh, 50 more classes before we, we get there. But how about, how's your weekend going? What what'd you do this weekend? Well, you know, that's funny you should ask because yeah. uh, it actually brings up something that really kind of got in my headspace for a while. So as you know, the DC Joker standalone film was released last weekend. Yep. And, of course, it didn't quietly sneak into the theaters. There was quite a bit of hubbubaloo about it and some et cetera. But I'm not going to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, let me just say an amazing film. I mean, just amazing. Uh, very dark and heavy. Uh, mm-hmm. Very exhausting. But it got in my head, and everyone was talking about guns and violence. And that is not what I walked away from this film with at all. What really resonated with me is, and I don't know if I'd call this a message of the film or if it was just a theme, whatever you want to call it. But to me, it really, it really made me think about 
bullying yeah. of all things. It was it was a lot, and you're just I I become more compassionate. I don't like seeing right. people treat poorly. Whatever it is, maybe this is what getting older is all about. Maybe it's this that's where the I am in my own personal journey. But the 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 bullying piece, I just couldn't stop thinking okay. about it. And where I'm lucky is I never was a bully. Uh, I've tried to get along with and understand people even when I'm at my worst. But my goodness, I mean, you really think about how people treat other people and not really even considering the impact it could have on the others. And then I thought to myself, I have witnessed and actually been a victim a little bit to bullying in the workplace. So I thought that would be a great thing for us to discuss. That is a great topic. That's definitely something that I think all HR professionals deal with from one time or another. And there's actually a Workplace Bullying Institute, which I've got some information that I've pulled from them to talk about, but it's definitely, it's a real problem in the workplace. And it's something that's important that all HR professionals think about and are prepared to deal with. So I, I definitely wanna hear if you if you don't mind sharing uh, some of your stories around it, but according to the Workplace Bullying Institute, you know, I just wanna give you the definition, bullying is repeated, health harming, mistreatment of one or more persons, AKA the targets, by one or more perpetrators. So that's, you know, basically just mistreatment in the workplace. And this could be verbal abuse. This could be, um, you know, just being intimidated. This and it just, it can get in the way of the person getting their work done. So tell me, like, if you don't mind sharing, what are some of your workplace bullying experiences? Well, the, the example that I was thinking of right away was and I did also I think you you shared an article with me that was a, I think it was just less than a week ago it was in HR Dive by uh, it was an article by Pamela Deloach regarding uh, bullying and it's called nine things HR needs to know to curb bullying at work and I definitely we're not going to sit here and go through this article but I definitely recommend this article to our listeners as a little bit of an a you know a, a study guide or you know a companion so to speak to this episode but one of the things i noticed about that article is it talked about how some company cultures were more susceptible to bullying and one of those cultures is very competitive cultures and there's good competition don't get me wrong i love (laughs) competition and that's actually going to come up in a, a later podcast but this was a company i worked for for quite a while that the regional or divisional vice presidents were sort of encouraged to go at their field-based leaders to challenge them. Mm. But the director of this company was was kind of that, that was his leadership style. It was, it was a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge bullying at time. And sometimes okay. it was a just go at you. But I used to have this Monday morning conference call with everyone that worked in my division in my region and you always knew that the regional vice president on the call was going to single out someone Mm. for their performance the previous week and basically just pick them apart and you didn't know if it was hr recruiting training operations you never knew and there was never an indicator like you did if your friday your friday could have ended terribly and you it wasn't even mentioned on the monday call 
you could have thought you had a very successful week and all of a sudden you just were lambasted. But it was something where I had changed uh, the people I reported to because I, I transferred to a different part of the country. And the previous area I'd worked, we were very teamwork driven and motivated mm-hmm. and supportive of each other. And then all of a sudden I go into this new area and I get my first Monday morning call. And it was like I was hazing a fraternity. And it was very, and this is a company that at that time was known as being quote unquote, one of those good old boy network type of country companies. And sure enough, I did not experience that part of it where I worked for a few years before. So I thought that was just, you know, sour grapes from other people in the company that didn't work their way up or weren't as successful. And then I go to this other geographic region and oh my gosh, I mean, there were people that I had witnessed uh, operators being singled out and just bow brow beaten until they cried on the call. And it was a terrible way to start your week. And I mean, there were people I knew that were basically having panic attacks before this call. It was terrible. Let me ask you a question. Did anybody, you know, report this up? Do you feel that uh, steps were taken to try to remedy the situation? Because I can't imagine that morale at the organization, I, I feel like that would be, that morale would be at a, a low at all times. I don't even want to call it an all-time low, just a low at all times. Do you know, was were any steps or action taken to try to remedy it, or was that just part of the culture? To, to short story it, basically it turned out that this leader, his metrics were down. He wasn't performing and hitting mm. his targets and his goals, et cetera. And so I just, I mean, he was always like that, but when I came on board and, and got the worst of it, basically, it was because this was someone that was fighting for their career and he was later let go. And what was funny is of course, and this is a little advice to our listeners, be careful who you pick on. I mean, Mm -hmm. you should be nice to everyone. But then this person came to me for a job after I left that company and went elsewhere And I had to just look at him and say, listen, your style of management does not work in our culture. And I cannot, I can't give you my stamp of approval. I'm sorry. And it was tough to do because it's one of those things that when it's happening to you and you're being bullied, you're like, oh, I can't wait till the day that I have this guy's future in my hands. But that wasn't the case at all. It was a really Mm -hmm. tough conversation. And I, I actually gave him advice. I'm like, you know, I hope in your career moving forward that you change that style because it doesn't work anymore. And this was seven, eight years ago. I mean, imagine trying it today. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, that's not even a style. That's just, that is poor leadership. You can't, motivating by yelling and bullying and picking on people is not at all okay. And I'm not saying it ever was, but it may have been more accepted in the past. Whereas Nowadays, I think it's really important that people are treated with dignity and respect and motivation by yelling and belittling is not a way to motivate people to do their best work. If anything, it intimidates them to, of course, work hard so they don't get yelled at. However, I feel like behind the scenes, they're most likely looking for other jobs or trying to figure out ways to change departments because Nobody wants to experience that. We all spend way too much time at work to be okay with being treated that way. I I personally, I was in a situation where I had a manager who screamed uh, when he was angry. And, you know, luckily for me, 
it wasn't something that I had to endure for that long because the company was not okay with it. But I have to say, nothing is more uh, demoralizing than being screamed at by, by your boss. And I was sobbing because I was very young. I didn't know how to handle it. I just cried. He didn't stop. I think I felt like my tears were the fuel for his hatred or for his oh, anger. No. And so the more I cried, the more he screamed at me. And I thought, what kind of demon would feed on Hampton, Hannah Hampton tears? That's I just know. a terrible thing. I can't even. <laughs> I want to go throat punch the guy myself right now. Well, you know, you know. Long story short, this individual lost his job uh, not long after that. So it's some, not something I had to endure. But I almost couldn't believe it was happening, and it it didn't it didn't even feel real at the time and it was the funniest part was he was screaming at me due to a misunderstanding uh basically he <laughs> he liked to monitor emails uh, of his team and i guess there was two individuals who were talking crap about him via email back and forth and then later copied me on the email saying hey do you guys or do you want to meet for a drink after work and i responded yes <laughs> And he's reading these emails to me. He's like, does this sound familiar? And he's reading it. I'm like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm like sobbing. And uh, he's like, I he's like, I would fire you. But another employee basically said, hey, I bet Hannah does not know about this. And uh, I think that my tears of, uh, of, I'm like, I don't know what that is. No, that does not make, you know, I've not heard that. I think that really proved to this individual and then the person who saved my job that I had nothing to do with it. But basically I was told that the, my other, the other individual saved my job and I had to rebuild trust with the individual who bit my head off uh, in order to be in good standing, which uh, I look back now, especially in, in an HR position, and I feel like none of that feels right. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, it's it's hard to believe that some people get as far in their career or had the longevity of the career they do when they have that type of approach. And I do think we're seeing it maybe a little less than in the past, because there was a time, I mean, in the 80s, even early 90s, I think it was acceptable. And I think some upper leadership embraced you know, the up and comers that could sometimes bully or the be Glenn too aggressive. Glenn Ross, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> coffee's for closers. Yep. But um, let me ask you this, from an HR perspective, so I can I can shorten this conversation by first off just saying bullying is bad. Yep. Don't be a dick. So here here's the thing. Harassment is there's the legal definition of harassment, which, you know, I I there I, I feel like there's the blurred lines between bullying and harassment. Technically, bullying is not illegal when harassment is. So I just recommend people taking the time to educate themselves on the legal definition of harassment versus bullying. But while bullying may not be illegal at this point, and I have to say at this point, because there are some states that are working on legislation to make bullying illegal in the workplace, bullying is illegal in schools. Uh, but in the workplace, it's still legal in many places. But like I said, keep an eye on things out there. But my advice is just because bullying is not illegal doesn't mean that it's it's something that you shouldn't pay attention to. So uh, what my advice to people is really, you know, just keep your ear to the ground. I, my, I always tell people, I said, here, here's easy advice on how you stay free and clear of any HR concerns. Number one, 
treat everybody the same. And number two, don't be a jerk or don't be a dick, whichever way you want to put it. I would say jerk just to be a little <laughs> bit more PC at work, but don't be a jerk and treat everyone equally. But, um, you know, when it comes to bullying, I mean, there it, it's definitely just it can be things that seem innocuous where it's just, it could be some comments. It could be uh, an attitude towards somebody. It can be rudeness. It can be yelling. These are all things while technically not illegal, not the right thing to do. So really uh, be cognizant of what's going on in your workplace and handle the situation. Now, here's the other thing that I like to share with HR professionals we can't be the only people, <laughs> the HR team, we, we can't handle it on our own. We need buy-in from senior leadership. It needs to be part of the culture that bullying is not acceptable. It can't just come from one department. It needs to be something that people have to, all departments, all leaders have to be aware of and be uh, proactive in preventing. So that is brings me to my next point of, you know, training everybody needs to be trained on identifying bullying behavior and then stopping that behavior and you know and i i know you asked me a very pointed question like hey what's the difference between harassment and bullying i feel that there are so there's so many examples even if i gave you a couple of examples that doesn't really include the whole picture of what can be considered uh bullying so i just um I just, I, I recommend people take the time to read and understand what harassment is. So, and that includes harassment where people are creating a hostile work environment. And that's where I say there's those blurred lines between bullying and a hostile work environment. Um, and that's where uh, the mistreatment could be based on a class, on sex, race, whatever it might be. So say the bullying seems to only happen to uh, women or the bullying only happens to um, the LGBTQ community, you know, things of that nature. So that's but, it's, it's harassment at that point, mm, if it's be singling out a protected class. So if I'm understanding it correctly, there's such, a, a, you know, we're getting to a point where there's such a narrow window yes. of what's not a protected class that if you think joking around or something mm -hmm. is okay, you're really limiting who you can quote unquote, pick on or bully, because that same behavior with anyone in a protected class is now harassment. And that window has got to be really pretty small and narrow. Yes. And so like if even so if bad behavior is just towards one, you know, towards a protected class, certainly that is going to fall under the illegal harassment. But if the bad behavior is just, you know, maybe towards one person, uh, you know, it technically might not be illegal. But it's not right. And that's, I feel like a big thing is just because something's not illegal doesn't mean it's okay or it's right to do. And that's what I'm asking people to really think about when it comes to bullying behaviors within their workplace. Like, hey, you know, and, and I think that this kind of brings back to a reader letter we had a couple weeks ago. I think sometimes what happens is maybe the bully is that top performer. Maybe the bully is that the top salesperson or the top manager who brings uh, brings in a lot of that money, that revenue, whatever it might be. And that's where you get into that situation where people are so hesitant to handle it because they think, well, so-and-so is our top performer and we don't want to upset them. We don't want them to quit because then we lose all this business. And that's where you get into this position where I feel people start to hide it, people start to make it okay. 
and then you're creating a really bad company culture. And, you know, I think that is when your company can get into trouble. I agree. And, and I know there are people right now that are going, oh, well, then, you know, we, when we compared about it, you know, or it being more rampant in a competitive culture. And I'm sure there are people going, well, here we go again. Everyone, you know, let's be soft and, you know, let's eliminate competition. And that's not what we're saying at all. Mm-mm. You know, I think it's just as effective to constantly recognize your top performers for their individual achievements as they take place, not just praising someone for the sake of praising it. Hey, Bob's are the best. Yay, Bob, 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 Bob. No, but Mm -hmm. when Bob does an outstanding job, like have top sales for the week or the month or the quarter, however you're tracking it, if you make it a point to recognize that accomplishment People want that recognition, so that is as much as a motivator, much, much more of a motivator than pointing out, hey, Mick sucks this month, and then I'm like, oh, I don't want to be pointed out as being the guy that sucks. No, I want to get the bells and whistles and the accolades that Bob got, so you don't need to tell me I suck this quarter. It's kind of like throwing me out of a bar. I don't need you to throw me out of a bar. (laughs) I know how to get thrown out of a bar, but when it comes to, I want those accolades. I want those attaboys or girls or whatever's being dished yeah. out to those goals being met. I'm going to perform to get those accolades. You don't need well, to browbeat me to my peers right. to get me to perform at a higher level. Well, and another thing to think about too is sometimes, you know, again, if the bully, the person who's doing the bullying behavior is the top performer, and then people are afraid to discipline them, tell them to stop, because like, hey, they're bringing in all this revenue. But I've seen it in action where either the the top performer, the, they get counseled and correct the bullying behavior, because that can, bullying behavior can be stopped. So either they have been counseled and corrected, or they've been counseled and terminated from the position, And then what happens is that the other team members who were receiving the bullying behavior are actually able to perform to their top potential and they might meet or exceed where this bullying person was performing. So, I mean, I've seen it in action and I I can't give you any, it's more, it's anecdotal. So I can't give you any scientific data around it. But however, I think it's really important to know that if you feel like your top performer, if they leave, then your your company's not going to survive. That's not true. A lot of times that person is keeping the other people from performing to their best abilities. And you might get five people who are performing like the bullying person. And then all of a sudden you're, you're doubling your profits or whatever it might be. So I always think about, yes, you've got this is one individual and you need the behavior to stop and don't be afraid about losing that one person. Well, and not only, and this is going back to that article that you shared with me earlier in the week with the HR Dive article, what I really liked about it is the fact that she points out that bullying, the the bully uh, can change. And, you you know, she gave a a four-step process to, you know, fixing it on those that may be willing to learn new methods. And I'm going to, you know, quote her verbatim here a little bit. It's uh, a four-step process. First step is waking them up to how they're showing up as a leader or manager. So making them aware, hey, this is how people see you. And then this is the big one. The second step is you want to make sure they understand 
how their behavior is impacting others specifically, mm-hmm. you know, this, you know, this is what you're doing to this person. If you think you're making them want to work harder, you're not, you're really doing damage and they might, we might lose them. And then, you know, third is, you know, showing them how to maybe understand what's driving their own behavior, mm-hmm. you know, what's making them uh, use that, that approach and then just fourth and final, you know, help them develop a new strategy to get the results that they want out of their people without causing distress. That's yes. it. I mean, this is something that if we don't turn a blind eye to it or we, you know, are willing to have the uncomfortable conversations, which is what we do for a living as HR right. professionals, we can fix it. We can, you know, you don't have to target and single out someone and make a spectacle of them like, hey, we're addressing so-and-so's bullying issue. No, you just go in and it's a it's another coaching a leader type of exercise. Right. You know, and it's something you brought up a good point. So, you know, talking about identifying the behavior and then uh, telling the person like, hey, this is how you're being perceived. You know, I, and we, we've talked about this, I, I worked in HR in the restaurant world for some time. And one of the things that I heard when I would counsel people on, you know, yelling, yelling at their team members and, and uh, really belittling them, I could get the response, well, this is this is how I became a manager. This is how I was raised in the world was I got yelled at and that's how stuff got done. So a lot of times it's bad habits that were created by other leaders. So sometimes you just have to rewire people's brains because I, I, I don't know if you experienced that in the restaurant world, but I would get that as a response like, hey, I got yelled at throughout my career until I became a manager and that worked for me. So I assume it works for everybody. But that's not right. That's not the right thing to do. Absolutely. I actually was fortunate enough in my uh, early restaurants operation career that I had a mentor that had heard about me doing that old style, you know, throwing a temper tantrum mm-hmm. in the kitchen type of deal. And I, it was learned behavior and I thought it was cool that I was doing it. And I accented my point by hurling a plate across the, the kitchen no. against the wall. And I thought, well, there's no way these guys are ever going to have that poor of a service again and make stupid mistakes. And I look back at that as the low point in my mm-hmm. leadership career. And my mentor who was, notorious for being a yeller, but I didn't realize that he was sort of, he had kind of a chef Ramsey approach that he, mm-hmm. he yelled, but it was with purpose where I was yelling just to make a statement and make sure they didn't make that statement, you know, make that mistake again. And he sat down with me and looked right at me and said, Mick, at the end of the day, people want to be treated with respect Yep. and they're not going to respect you if you don't treat them with respect. And if people don't respect you, they're not going to follow you. They're not going to follow you to someplace great and rewarding, let alone follow you into battle. And it was it was probably one of the top five, you know, coaching, mentoring moments in my professional career as a leader. And it sticks with me. And to this day, I am it's I am mortified to tell that story, to be honest. But that's but I was able to change. And now I'm the fun-loving, goofy guy that I am today <laughs> that you all know and love. Well, that's that, thank you for sharing that. I know it's not always easy to admit, 
you know, the mistakes we made in the past. But I think it's a good learning experience and a good example for, you know, what we're discussing regarding bullying. And I'm really glad that you brought up that HR Dive article. I recommend our listeners go out there and take a look at it. Uh, We here, uh, Mick and Hannah, are fans of the HR Dive uh, website. There's a lot of good news and information. And we're uh, uh, just wanted to share that that's one of our one of our many resources that we review to stay on top of HR trends and HR news. So, Mick, do you have any other comments with regards to bullying? Anything else that we didn't talk about that's important uh, in this topic? You know, Hannah. You know what? You know what? What I need to hear. Hmm. I need to hear your catchphrase right now. We. <laughs> I can't even say it again. Let's put the human back into human resources. And this is Mick Danzig saying, don't be a dick. (laughs) Have a great day.